0: everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 340. I'm Jim, and we're going to switch things up for just this one episode. This is going to be the premiere of a new show, a new show that will eventually come out every Tuesday, hopefully starting next Tuesday, that I am going to call the Best Marvel Comics Podcast. And that is kind of a joke. It makes me giggle to myself. And it is something that I've already started on our DC feed and have gotten pretty good feedback uh, for it. And what this is about is talking about some of the best, some of the greatest stories that Marvel has ever had. Characters, origins, events, anything is up for grabs. We're just going to end up picking and choosing What we think are the best And then talk about it here every Tuesday To kind of that sort of thing Everybody, you have ebbs and flows With the books that come out weekly But you don't have You don't have control over that You end up getting a bunch of books You read it, hopefully you love everyone To go talk about it, but a lot of times you don't And you kind of get down on that And so this will be a podcast That once a week we can remind ourselves How much we love Marvel Comics And a side note I talk about it a lot. I'm on Front Street with it. I am not a lifelong Marvel comics reader. I'm not a lifelong comics reader. I only really started reading comics in 2012, jumping in a little late on DC's New 52. That's when I started. So I'm never going to say that. Now, since then, I have gone back and read a bunch of things, but I haven't read everything. And Marvel, I I don't have as much of a background as I do with DC at this moment. So this also allows me to go back and read these stories, find out about some things in podcast form, right? And then I think that makes everything, including the weekly shows, stronger in that way. But in the meantime, we have a lot of fun and we get to talk about some stuff that really classics, I mean, greatest stuff ever. And so I'm going to start that tonight. Now, before we get into that, let me tell you, go over to our Twitter, at WS Marvel Comics. follow us, I'll follow you back, I promise that, and you can end up, you know, DMing me at all hours of the night, day, whatever, and you can give me suggestions for stuff that I can read, and I like suggestions, because that, that's when you get those hidden gems that aren't going to be on lists of greatest things ever, but are things that are really, really cool, those are the things that I really love. That when you find out something like That but also you can go to our Patreon patreon.com Slash weird science to get a bunch Of shows including our weekly Spotlight our badass Pick of the week spotlight That this week you ended Up having the badasses pick moon night Number three and death of Doctor strange number one the two Bigger books that came out this week Kind of the reason why I'm doing this side thing Tonight because the only book That I'm really reading and digging That is left really is is Gamma Flight and I didn't want to Just have an episode with Gamma Flight I'm going to push Gamma Flight I did read it I did enjoy it enough I'm going to push That to next week where we have a Bunch of books so We can have this space now Trying to think of okay, what should I talk about for this first episode? What what should it be? And there are huge stories. There are obvious stories. There are usual suspects that you would end up talking about in something like this as it kicks off. But I wanted to have synergy with what came out this week. And so I was thinking, Death of Doctor Strange, the big book, why don't we get something with that? Well, if the Death of Doctor Strange came out this week, why not in this week then talk about the original origin story of Dr. Strange from Strange Tales number 115, and that's what we are going to do. We'll end up talking about that in a minute. The only thing that I want to leave you with before we go into that is the idea of what the schedule is here on the feed going forward. Again, we're always going to have the main weekly podcast here the main weekly review podcast will be thursday nights i know sometimes it dips into the other days i'm sorry about that but that's the main deal then we have sunday where we have our star wars podcast with me and dr matt and then tuesdays we will have this podcast the best marvel comics podcast will come out on tuesdays so we'll go through all of that but let's kick this off let's get to it and like I said, we're going to talk about the origin of Doctor Strange from Strange Tales number 115. Strange Tales number 115 has a cover date of December 1963. And the story, The Origin of Doctor Strange in it, is written by Stan Lee Pencils and inks by Steve Ditko and letters by Sam Rosen. This is not the first appearance of Doctor Strange. The first appearance of Doctor Strange happen in this same book, Strange Tales, but happen in episode or issue 110. And so with that, you end up starting out in a pretty cool credits page where you end up having Doctor Strange kind of in a tunnel, possibly web some sort of, you know, urn with incense going on. He's looking pretty badass there. And there is a giant narration block that says editor's note. It could only happen to the offbeat Marvel Comics group. With three published stories of Doctor Strange already under our belts, we have been overwhelmed by a flood of letters reminding us that we forgot one little detail. We forgot to give you his origin. Well, never let it be said that we don't try to correct our nutty mistakes. Stan and Steve dropped everything and rushed this, quote, extra long eight pager into production in time for this ish. If there's anything else they've forgotten, don't tell them they're out resting up by trying to finish the latest issue of Spider-Man on time. And now here it is, the origin of the mysterious master of black magic. Even on the top, it says splashed across this page in answer to an avalanche of requests. We present the origin of Doctor Strange. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool way to go. And so when you go into this, If you don't already know, we have seen, say, Baron Mordo already. We know that Doctor Strange and him are, you know, at odds fighting. We already have seen him as Doctor Strange. So going back to this origin is a pretty cool type of deal. And they even use that Mordo deal as kind of a mini cliffhanger, not even a cliffhanger, as a mini shocker. You know, something where all of a sudden, oh my God, it's Mordo. Well, we know that what happens later and what's this mean and all that. It, it, it's played out pretty cool. And they throw you into this, even with an origin, you kind of end up later on to show how all this comes about, where you see a disheveled man walking into a temple in India. And the narration says, come with us to India, land of mystic enchantment, where we find a haggard figure entering a strangely silent chapter. And this guy who looks like a hobo, he really does. He comes in, he's like, oh my God, I searched for months. I love the idea that it's months, not years. He's like, well, I spent, you know, at least 68 days trying to find this temple. But finally, my quest is ended and goes in and sees an old man Sitting on a throne like deal Some incense going And he says hey old man Are you the ancient one You this guy they call the ancient one And the guy doesn't move but says I am the ancient one And you end up then seeing This disheveled hobo Just start yelling Well then you're the one who's going to heal me You have the healing power You're going to help me And then this old guy says Be patient man of the western world I'm not going to heal anybody unless they deserve it. Magic cannot be used on those that don't deserve it. You have to prove to me that you're worthy of it. This sets off Stephen Strange, who starts to lunge at the Ancient One and says, You can't refuse me. I won't let you. I've traveled too far, waited too long. And as he's going at him... The Ancient One, and it's it's really cool. I mean, he is still sitting there. He just moves one finger up. It starts glowing, and it picks Stephen off of the ground. He ends up being levitated up and is just frozen then in midair. The Ancient One then says, I'm now going to peer into your mind and see if you are in fact worthy. I want to see what your truth is. And then we'll talk about it when we're done here. Now, you have to remember this. You have to remember the idea that now Stephen himself has been levitated and frozen in midair by just the flick of a shining finger. And also a giant, almost like a, you know, a photon ray of yellow goes into his forehead where the ancient one is then going to go through his memories and, and talk about them. And actually narrate through these to Stephen. And there's not a point where Stephen Strange says, Hey, uh, that's not what happened. Hey, I didn't do that. These are all true. Just keep that in mind. Because afterwards, I- Stephen is going to end up kind of saying, I don't believe in magic. Well, buddy, you just, just the idea you've been levitated off the ground. I mean, it's one thing to say that an illusionist You know, ah, that trick, it's sleight of hand But when you're having it done to you It's hard to not believe in it Then you get somebody reading your mind But yet, you still won't believe It takes them a lot to believe Uh, But he says, hey, I see In the past you were a doctor A surgeon, oh my god, you're the famous Surgeon named Stephen Strange Uh, I see that you were proud Haughty, you didn't Even need your fellow men What you loved, what you craved, and what you Ended up only caring about is money. The almighty dollar is what you cared about. And you end up seeing this through Steel where he's done a surgery. He's just coming out of the operating room. A fellow doctor comes out. Oh my God, doctor, doctor, come here. The patient wants to thank you for everything you have done. While he's doing that, he's taking off, you know, his his mask and then he lights up a cigarette right there and he's like, well, they can thank me by paying the bill. Yeah, he's he's working material here Well, then we end up seeing that this isn't just a one-and-done case You go off where he's in his office Looking at what appears to be the biggest x-ray I've ever seen in my life It's humongous And it's also, you know, whatever this person, man, woman, whatever This x-ray is from the waist all the way up past the head I mean, it's everything And he's looking at it and you get the idea that whoever this is and whoever is, uh you know, having these, problems, ph- can you help me, doctor? Is there any way you can cure me? Can you do this? And he's like, well, I can. But if you won't pay my price, then I am going to go this way and you're going to go that way. You can go find another doctor. So you get, OK, this person it might be dying. But yeah, he doesn't care because he needs the cash. Then, and what my favorite part is, you end up having a bunch of medical researchers come to him, and he's not even, you know, going to give them enough time a day to even turn around and look them in the face. And they're like, "Oh my God, Doctor Strange, we need your help on our new medical research project." Now, with that, I'm not going to end up. This isn't shade towards surgeons. In fact. My best friend in college, who I was a roommate and was in the band I was in that got me through college, uh, was or became a surgeon. His brother's a surgeon and his father's a surgeon, and all three of them are complete and utter gems. I love them. I love them to this day, even if I haven't seen them in over 20 years, pretty much. I mean, it's been a long time, but they are gems. So I'm not going to disparage surgeons, but the idea that they're doing this medical research and Dr. Strange, who's a surgeon, What is he going to do? He's a surgeon. You know, so they're like, hey, we need you for this project. What charity work? Who are you talking to? And I love to imagine the tone and how he is talking down to these people so much. And then he gets his hat on, he gets his coat. It's funny because in the copy I'm reading from, his coat turns from blue to purple. Things are going wrong here. But he's like, ta-ta, my good man. Until you are going to pay me, don't call me. Lose my number. And gets in his car and speeds off. Now, if we're going to go with the idea of karma being a bitch, it it hits him hard here. He ends up crashing his car. This is the famous crash scene. Now, when all that is said and done, you end up throughout the years having different Ideas of what causes Now in this original issue When you do look and when later At a point they say it was an icy road That was the problem It does look like there's ice On this road Now there has been a lot Of different ideas You end up having uh the idea In Strange Tales number 169 Saying it was a slippery road you end up having Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, number 45, stating it was excessive speeds. Again, he's kind of a, you know, big-headed guy. Nothing can hurt me. That makes sense. Okay. Then Uncanny Origins, number 12, suggests a combination of alcohol and fatigue. That's the one i go with. I'd go with that he's a drunk. He's a jerk-off drunk. But you also have Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, number 85, says that he was racing away from the demons that haunted his mind. You have a lot of different versions along the way But I'm telling you in this one If you just look it does look like There was an ice patch that he hit But his car is a wreck And so is he Because he ends up finding out That the nerves in his hands were all severed And he'll never operate again This is pretty much always the case In almost every origin As you go forward, movie, everything And so he is distraught No, this can't be Now A lot of times I've seen with a bit of irony the idea that the only surgeon that would have been capable of fixing this is him himself. So you kind of end up with that ironic deal that maybe Alanis Morseck can sing about later, but you end up where he he doesn't know what to do. That's his life. His life isn't just being a surgeon. His life is being the best surgeon. He has to be the best. He says it in this. If I'm not the best, I'm just like the rest, and that's nonsense. He does not want to be anything that isn't A number one. There's some nice people in his life. He is a jerk. I mean what we have just seen, who would possibly want to hang around or be friends with him? One doctor comes and says, Listen, I I can't let you operate anymore, but you can work as a consultant and as my assistant. That'll give you, you know, some money in your pocket. This will give you A a job at least And he would rather He'd rather become a drifter bum Than be somebody's assistant He says Stephen Strange assists nobody He is still a jerk I know that the idea at this point He's all upset or whatever But I mean Please have some humility Somewhere along the line And accept something right Maybe as it goes You can figure some things out but that's not the case. He ends up saying, I'll never be content working for anybody. I have to be the best. And if I'm not the best, I'm not even going to do it. And he legitimately becomes a drifter. He is hanging out, what it looks like. He's smoking like a badass in an alleyway. While you end up having two guys where I don't know if these guys are full out, you know, semen. Or are they bums? Are they hobos? They look like they might be guys from, you know, a seaman. They're they're guys' shipmen. And they're, they're going, and they're talking. And it, it seems like a weird conversation that you would have as just some drifters or something. Like, hey, you ever hear that ancient one of <laughs> these two guys? Like, they tell me he can cure everything with his magic powers. And this other guy goes, eh. Ah. It's just an old wives tale It's all talk, it's not real And walk away Well that's where you end up having Stephen Strange down and out Hobo Stephen Strange is like the ancient one Many times I've heard That name said I guess this gets around in the hobo Circles right Now with that I think it's kind of funny because if you forget There's still the idea That this is a Memory That is being read out loud by the Ancient One as he's scanning, you know, Stephen Strange's mind. So I think he's getting a kick out of the idea that people people talking about me all the time. I still got it. The Ancient One still got it, baby. Uh, But he ends up where Stephen's like, I don't know. What if there is such a man? And he's so desperate at this point. I mean, desperate from really doing nothing. He's become a drifter, but maybe... Maybe the idea that I'll never be a surgeon again, maybe I can get past that with magic. He doesn't really believe in it. We'll see that. But it is that last hope. Now, we go back to India. We go back to the Ancient One's temple with Stephen and the Ancient One. And I love the Ancient One then. there, There is more to the story. Obviously, you're going to end up having Stephen Strange trying to find this whole deal, researching, climbing mountains, all that stuff. But you end up having the inch one literally say, yada, yada, yada. I know what comes next. We're going to get to now. Let's stop this. And ends up saying, okay, listen. Yeah, I'm not going to help you. You are a jerk. I only help those that deserve. You are selfish. And you've come to me in a selfish way. You haven't come to do anything but just get back the idea that you can operate, become a surgeon, and then you'll just be a jerk again. So no. I'm not going to help you. But out of nowhere, you end up having the influence say, but, uh, but, you kind of have a spark of goodness in you. I think that if you stay here and train, if you let me try, I think that I can fan that into a flame, spark the flame, and I can end up teaching you how to cure yourself. Now, Steven thinks this is mumbo jumbo He's like, oh, I knew you were nothing I knew I shouldn't have believed anything that they said about some magic guy Ancient one hooey Because I can see that that's all parlor tricks and nothing Well, listen, y- you were levitated into the air You know that happened to you y- You didn't put a harness on or cook yourself to wires You were levitated in the air That's something Also, this guy just sat there and narrated word for word, you know, freaking play by play of your memories. That has to be something, too. Now, with all of that, you end up in the book in Dr. Strange Sorcerer Supreme later in issues 84 and 85, that it is the destiny of Stephen Strange to become the new Sorcerer Supreme. This was already preordained by the ancient one. And also in that was revealed that Mordo had been terrorizing Stephen Strange since he was a child, dreams and stuff like that. Again, that will come later to explain why the Ancient One would really say, "I I sense a spark of goodness in you," because I didn't see anything of that of what he had just gone through. But kind of a neat thing with that. But you end up having Stephen Strange now gets his hat on. In this, the hat on means. You know, sayonara, sucker That means I am leaving He does it again later Puts the hat on, looks out the window Oh my god, when did the snow hit? Now he's already said The idea, I don't believe that in this magic I don't think that you are able to do anything You don't have powers But then, seemingly turns around and goes Did you make the snow out there? And what's going to happen? I can't leave right now Uh, I guess I'm going to have to wait until it thaws And the ancient one says Yes, you're going to have to wait here until it thaws Uh, In the meantime, let me get my, you know, my student. He'll come and take you to your room. Oh, Mordo. And it's like, oh, my God, if you're reading this, even the little bit it led up to this, you know, Mordo's a bad guy. And now we find out that he was a student of the ancient one with Stephen Strange there. That's pretty cool stuff. And Mordo comes in right away. You end up having Stephen feel a little ill at ease. Around Mordo pretty much says man that guy Looks ugly and creepy And he does he's correct But Mordo takes him to the room And then you pretty much have Steven he's just kind of Walking around he's walking around The temple looking at things He's bored he's just waiting For the, the snow to Thaw and he's out so he's not getting Too involved but he walks by Mordo's room a lot and this Is one of those you know temples, they don't believe in doors. There's no doors. Uh at, at points it looks like there's curtains you can pull. Mordo, I guess he's a shower. He's like he's in there reading scrolls, he's talking about magic, all these things as Steven keeps walking by. And it's like, look at that guy. There's a study freaking you know bookworm over here. He's a scroll worm doing all this stuff where he's reading scrolls. He's talking about magic boy, he's really wasting his time doing all that nonsense. Man, I should have never come here He's so upset with himself Also in my mind, he's one of those It's not the are we there yet As a kid, you know, going on a vacation In the car He's the Stephen Strange Is the snow thawed yet I think the end. The, it's one of those things Where you're sitting there And my wife does this all the time I wonder what the weather's like today I'm like, look out the window Look out the door, you can tell You don't have to look up or look at the news or anything Especially because she never says like I wonder About tomorrow it's always like that instant I wonder if it's sunny out Yeah I think I can see this window here It's pretty sunny out well he ends up like Hey is it thawing out yet? No Did it thaw out yet? Not yet And I get the idea That they're going with that in India in this mountaintop Stephen has no Idea of the weather patterns and things like that So he's trying to figure out like hey How long is winter here? How long is This? But It's still snowing out when he goes in to ask the ancient one again. He ends up seeing the ancient one being attacked by a swirling bunch of mist and this attack. And you end up having the ancient one yelling out. He's fighting back. And he's like, the vapors of Voltor, I'm being attacked by an unseen enemy. The vapors were spawned by black magic and only by black magic can they be dispelled. And you end up seeing and you end up getting mentions of the big one. The Dread Dermammu is mentioned in this. But you also see, okay, there is magic. And you also see that the ancient one, pretty badass. He's able to dispel this black magic, but it has made him weak. He's really, you know, he's tired. He's really broken down. And that's where Steven says, hey, I'm a surgeon, but I'm also, I wish he said I play a doctor on TV. But he's, I'm also a doctor and I can tell you're exhausted. You need to go to sleep, dude. You're going to die. And that's where the ancient one ends up saying, no, no, I can't. I must remain vigilant against these forces of evil until I find a successor. The evil forces must not be allowed to take over earth. He's pretty much, you know, goal line stance. He is the full defense here. And if he lets down, if he falls asleep, the world will be invaded and all is lost So he says and and that's a cool way to Set up you know the urgency A bit of okay we know Stephen Strange is going to become Doctor Strange and all that but it does lead That little seed for Stephen because he Does seem to feel bad for the ancient One he, he would be somebody Who when he learns because Normally if he was still a surgeon He'd be like what what does it pay Sorcerer Supreme Seriously charity work Is not my deal but This kind of what becomes A new and improved And, uh, you know, not fully worked out With him being a good guy Good guy, but we're seeing That when this all comes about That's when he is A better guy than he was before And that's going to lead, you know, everything To become that Sorcerer Supreme Well, you know, he looks out And he's, again, hey, uh When's the snow falling out? "Eh, It'll take a while, so he goes back to his room There's not, it does not seem to be there's not a lot to do in this, in this temple. I mean, especially if you're not involved with reading scrolls and casting black magic, you really have nothing to do. So he is bored. I mean, you could tell he is bored out of his mind. So yeah, guess I'll walk down the hall again. And he walks by Mordo's room and sees and hears that Mordo is pretty much summoning Garmamu. He's doing all this. He's the one who is trying to kill. The ancient one he's the one who's attacking. I mean the call is coming from within the temple here. it is Mordo, and so you end up Stephen Strange go, and Mordo So he, he he's confident he knows that Stephen is listening and watching. he does not care, and says, "Listen, I'm letting you hear all this and and even sees' the kind of you end up having Mordo. He has this cute little figure of the ancient one in a little seat. It's almost like a voodoo type thing where he is attacking this little figure that is then attacking the real ancient one. I'm like a little ancient one there on the the seat. He's so cute, but he knows that Steven has seen this. He doesn't care. And he says, I don't care because I'm pretty good. I I'm really good at this black magic. And I'm going to use that to make you never be able to tell the ancient one. I and, and in the way. And I like this. It's, A lot of times when you have something like this, you want to say, well, come on. The villain should just shoot the guy. The villain should do this. But I love the idea that Mordo is so arrogant here that he actually curses Stephen with magic that he can't tell the ancient one. This spell, it puts a clamp, like an iron you know, clamp around Stephen's mouth. But when he looks in the mirror, it's not there. What it is is any time... Stephen would go, if he went to go warn the Ancient One, he would not be able to speak those words. You end up having Mordo cast a spell to make it so Stephen cannot go and warn the Ancient One. And then he even goes with the idea that he sets this other spell that looks like a bunch of lightning bolts that restrains Stephen so that if he tries to act out against Mordo, he won't be able to do that. And I love that idea of the arrogant Mordo has done this so he could just laugh at Stephen. Because he, he, oh, look at him He's going to try to go talk to the ancient one About me again And, you know, watch, because he can't And that would frustrate Steve And also, with that, it's kind of the inside joke as well Of like, look at the ancient one This one guy, one guy knows what I'm doing And he can't talk to him It is pretty devious It really does make Mordo a little more villainous Than just trying to kill him outright and Because he's just taunting about it And says, I'm going to kill the ancient one And I'm going to take over, uh, you know, to be Sorcerer Supreme. Now, when you have a really good story like this, there are those layers that you can go because he is the student of the Ancient One. The Ancient One is desperately trying to find a successor, somebody who can then become the Sorcerer Supreme. So why, and this is the layer, why hasn't he asked her mama to do this? Why isn't he, why is he telling Stephen Strange but not going and talking about this to the, to Mordo and and getting him set up. It's because he doesn't trust him, and, and he shouldn't. We'll see. The ancient one's a little more, uh, you know, clever and a little more in tune with things than he you would imagine for a guy who pretty much sits on a chair the entire issue. But you end up so that's the big joke to Mordo. He can't even go and tell the H one. This is hilarious. Oh my god, this is awesome. And you end up where, you know, Stephen's still going to give it a try. He's still going to go and try to tell the Ancient One. So he goes there. And you end up where, as he shows up, Mordo, and I'll tell you, if you're reading this, the idea where Mordo is talking to the Ancient One, he's like, that is good for I am eager to follow in your honored footsteps. It looks like he's wearing his clothes backwards. It made me laugh. I'm like, did did you get up and and do a little crisscross, wear your clothes backwards? But this whole thing is the idea of the ancient one kind of stringing Mortal along. Hey, you're doing great. You've shown great progress. Keep it up. You're going to master this old mystic arts thing. You, you're going to do great. It'll be awesome. In the meantime, Mortal's like, hey, look at that Westerner over there. That guy looks like he has something to say. Do you? It's like Poochie. And he uh, Stephen wants to say He can't He's trying to say something he's like Oh what the cat's got your tongue jerk Like why don't you go home If you have nothing to say Go back to your western ways buddy And it, it makes me laugh While this is going on I love the way that Steve Ditko Shows it with the art Where as he's trying to talk All of a sudden Boom there's that clamp on his mouth He's got the lightning bolts Going to restrain him And yeah Mordo walks away Just laughing At Stephen He's like Hey send him back To the new world ancient one there's no place for him here What a jerk And then Steven's like Oh how smug he is He knows I can't expose him Never have I hated anyone so much This is the big thing though Because what ends up happening And what Mordo has done First off Finally Stephen realizes there's magic I mean this is front and center He can't talk to the ancient one about Mordo And this plan And he sees that he's uh, clamped in And he's got the lightning bolt so, this is legit front street magic, black magic being done against him. Also, in Steven's mind, he thinks, and I love this setup that then ends up getting thrown away immediately a panel later, but Stephen thinks, I have to learn the mystic arts. The only way that I can stop this jerk Mordo is to learn, the, I need to battle him. I can't warn the ancient one, and then if I battle Mordo then I'll be able to tell the ancient one Maybe I'll be able to use these mystic arts To get rid of this magic spell Cast on me And then I can tell the ancient one And save him Well he ends up going to pretty much tell Remember he can't say anything about Mordo So he ends up deciding He's gonna stay And he goes up and he's like hey ancient one Yeah I kind of figured I I wanna stay I, I wanna do this magic stuff This mystic art stuff pretty keen it is, it's aces, say the kids And I want to do it And you end up having The ancient one says, oh at last you've reached I've reached the real Doctor Strange This is the real Doctor Strange, this is the one I want to work with, and then basically it goes, bada bing bada boom I'm releasing you from Mordo's spell And this is like What? You knew? Like, if you knew that Mordo cast The spell on me, you have to Know that he's bad, right? That he's evil And Pretty much the ancient one's like, yeah, you ever hear this, you know, friends close, enemies closer type thing? That's what I'm doing. Don't tell Mordo because we're going to end up laughing at him behind his back like he thought he was doing to us. It'll be great. And he ends up, yeah, I'm going to keep Mordo, you know, around. And pretty much what he says, I'm setting up, you know, battle to the death between you two. It, it's one of those things that actually it makes me laugh where this old guy's like, Pretty much what I'm doing here is stringing Mordo along so that you would come. You learn the mystic arts. It's going to take some time. But then at the end, you'll just battle Mordo to the finish. And I went, Stephen, like, like you think I'm going to win? He's like, I don't know. I have no idea. That's the fun of it. Let's see what happens. And so this whole deal ends up being Stephen deciding, all right, I am going to become part of the Mystic Arts I'm in a real, real funky, eerie-looking page with, I, I'm telling you, the weirdest-looking Doctor Strange looking down with shadows on him where they have the Ancient One. You have been tested, and you have passed your baptism of fire, but the path ahead of you will be difficult and fraught with danger. Do you still wish to continue? And he's like, I do, Ancient One. And I'm like, you look freaky. But you end up then seeing, and now that we get that set up, we get this kind of like a, not even a half page, a quarter page splash deal where a long panel that, and so it began. The days turned to weeks, to months, to years, as Dr. Strange studied the long dead mystic arts. Slowly, he changed. Slowly, his life took on a new deeper meaning. Slowly, he prepared himself for the epic battles ahead. Uh, The battles which could only be won by Dr. Strange, Master of Black Magic. And you see, you have some cool things. He's reading a scroll. He's making some vapors. He's shooting some crazy lightning out of his hands. He's doing it all. And then it says, and then, there you have it. It has taken four issues for us to reach this point. But like Dr. Strange, we are ready at last. Ready to begin the most mystic adventures of all time. So be sure you are with us next issue and see for yourself that our tales to come were well worth waiting for the end And it does continue, obviously And Doctor Strange, you know, he's had his ups and downs Um, I, I really do like him And I like Doctor Strange, you know, against the fact That I really don't like mystic stuff I don't like the dark comics, you know In the whole DC universe with, like, say, Constantine And so, like, that sort of thing is not my cup of tea That is more of my man, Reggie, R.I.P. That was his thing. And in fact, the first appearance of Dr. Strange in issue 110 of Strange Tales, me and Reggie originally had done as a Patreon show way, way back. And he really gets a kick out of this stuff. So this is kind of dedicated to him as well. Um, But it's usually not my thing, but I like the personal angle. I do like the idea and a lot, I mean, just think of of some of the Marvel characters. A great one, and say Iron Man, Tony Stark. Guy's not nice, and I, I kind of like that angle of a guy who is self centered, arrogant. That ends up, yeah, both of them have some bad things happen to them to make them, re- you know, realize, oh my god, I've been a jerk and do this stuff. Um, but I do like that character progression, that idea of the character evolving, and you get that even in this one little issue, eight pages. You get more of character progression than you do in some books now. In fifty, it's crazy, but that's some of the you know that's some of the coolness of these early issues where they packed a lot into it. And this one is is pretty straightforward, especially for the time. And I I really did like I just like the idea that Stephen Strange he does not believe in magic after all these things. Finally, he realizes, and then you have that setup where. Again, one of his biggest, if not biggest villains Is the reason why If, if Mordo would have just kept to himself Stephen Strange would have had the, the snow would have melted And he would have left He would have went home Never to be seen again by them And Mordo could have then taken his plan to effect And probably would have killed the ancient one And assumed the whole Sorcerer Supreme deal But because he had to be arrogant Because he had to throw this idea That I'm so powerful I can just toy around with this guy from the West It ends up screwing him. It ends up screwing him royally. But again, as you saw a progression of Stephen Strange go from arrogant jerk to actually caring, caring about the you know the ancient one, and then going forward, you end up seeing that a guy like Mordo is not going to learn any sort of humility. Is not going to end up caring about anybody but himself. And the moral, the morality tale here is that if you're not willing to change, you're going to get screwed, and he does. So I, I really. Do like that and really Like this you know first Origin deal I said it gets Expanded upon later On but boy it's it's just Neat you get a lot of the classics The Ancient one yelling out stuff and Your mama with the spell and actually that Is one if not the first Time one of those spells Was done in a Doctor strange story also You end up having to wait Issue an issue you end up having to wait like 11 issues now to actually get to the first appearance of Dormammu, so that's pretty cool too, that he's mentioned and talked about in this, and then you have to wait, wait, wait for that. Um, but that's it. That is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the story as much as I did. Something where I think that most people should have read this already, but you know, there's always some that eh, I never got to that, or oh, that. And, uh, I hope that you enjoyed hearing some of the things from it. Um, and with that, again, I'll tell everybody, please go over to the Twitter at, what is it? WS Marvel Comics. Also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash where it's science. And I mentioned this when I do this podcast over at DC. A lot of the episodes on the Patreon, if you never went or, you know, got involved with our Patreon, a lot are just like this with older, you know, older issues in different sort of, you know, motifs and kind of styles And also me doing it with other people Some other co-hosts and things like that So if you did like this, and I hope that you continue to uh, It would be something that you can get more and more things like this Over on the Patreon Again, though, just to say it one last time The schedule, and I'll start with the beginning of the week The schedule for the feed should be And we'll try to stay Sunday night is Star Wars With me and Matt. Then Tuesday we'll be doing this show. The Best Marvel Comics Podcast. And then on Thursday night. We end up doing our weekly review show. With Clay and Brandon. Maybe more people will see. How that all goes about. But this is a little Backdoor Pilot. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope that you'll continue to enjoy everything on this. So with that. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. And I'll talk to you later.